I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, Avengers vs. X-Men, Gary vs. Jeremy edition. Uh, we are finally mm-hmm. kind of kicking off the real Avengers vs. X-Men with this little set of episodes. Uh, and then For going to kind of go on a tour of the X-Men universe, X-Men Avengers universe, and just kind of find out what's like the last issue of basically three different arcs that we know nothing about. So this is going <laughs> to be really weird. Yeah. How you doing, Gary? I, I, uh, you know, I'm doing all right. I, I was thinking about Gary versus Jeremy, and okay. for a second I was thinking, like, what are the things that, like, I could beat you at, and what are the things you could beat me at? Okay. You know? Uh, and uh, my my instinct is just to be like, oh, yeah, like, Jeremy could beat me at anything, because I, I tend to just project that onto people. You know, they're, <laughs> like, younger and more fit and, like, stronger than I am. We need to take a sidebar uh, to the not. therapy like, room, Gary? Are you okay? <laughs> Everything yeah, good? No, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, my, my life is a sidebar to the therapy room. But the um, the black bug room of therapy, <laughs> the black therapist room. The um, But uh, I was thinking, like, oh, no, like, Jeremy's actually, you know, when I'm talking to, to Cool or whatever, I'm like, oh, this guy, this guy's young. You know, he's, 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 he's you know, not necessarily with it, but slightly more with it than I am in terms of being youth. And then I'm talking to you. It's like, oh, yeah, you're my peer. We're both old men with crumbling bodies. It's true. Mm-hmm. You know, It'd be a good matchup. I think like on pure skills, uh, I think, I feel like we'd be pretty evenly matched in like a foot race or a jumping competition, like anything like physical. Ooh. I feel like we would be pretty uh, close just, just for the fact that we're both 40 and neither of us want to like hurt ourselves. I, I, you could, you would win on those by at least a little bit, I think. Okay. Uh, but if I like, cause I'm, I'm not at my best shape. Mm-hmm. uh pandemic wise like i i've lost some weight but it's all muscle mass gotcha. you know like i'm just like not not in good shape uh so i think you'd take it those i think you could I, I know for a fact you can absolutely out sing me at a karaoke bar like i don't i've never heard you sing at a karaoke bar but i know for a fact that that's the truth because anybody who's ever okay heard me karaoke try to sing nah, i i could i could do isaac uh you know okay <laughs> yeah um, okay we go down to individual video games uh you know but i was just it was just uh it made me think about uh yeah just you saying that made me think about versus and i'm glad we don't we're i'm glad we're allies yeah it's like we're uh like i'm the beast and you're the avengers um yeah. you know <laughs> i'm i am a multitude of characters and you're one furry guy yeah, <laughs> yeah inside you this is like the, a uh, yeah this is exactly like a pixar movie i'm ready let's go yeah the, the, um i uh you were talking about the end of a bunch of storylines uh this is the first time we've covered like one of these, you know, a big uh, cross, you know, line wide mm-hmm. storyline on the show. And uh, people hate these. Um, and this, this was a good reminder of why people complain about these and don't like them. Like, this is why uh, Ultimate X-Men, you know, the Ultimate Universe got bored and stuff, is that like two or three times a year, there's a big event where if you, you know, they, they do all these tie in issues. So if you're just reading the comic, it gets derailed into this storyline if you're just trying to read the storyline you have to read all these little side things where like there are subplots you don't know and there are you know plot plots you don't know and it's weird like it's a weird this is it's interesting reading this because we're talking about uh this week we're gonna talk about wolverine and the x-men which is a comic i started reading and fell off when it got into this crossover yeah i was like uh i don't know what the hell's going on and now it's the opposite i'm reading this crossover and i'm like oh what the fuck was going on with wolverine and the x-men like, you know, we're going to spend some time there for a little bit. I am 
So I, it, I would get real yeah, frustrated okay, too if I was like going to the comic book shop and buying these every month. Like this is one thing for us to deal with on like a Marvel Unlimited kind of subscription where like I'm paying for them. Like I'm paying my monthly fee or whatever, but I can it's a la carte. I can just read whatever I want to. But if I'd plop down like four dollars for, you know, Wolverine and the X Men number ten and then just got completely sidetracked by this event that I may not even care about. Like I'm maybe way more interested yeah. in what's happening in these individual stories. I'd be kind of ticked. Like I would definitely get annoyed with some of this stuff. And then on the flip side of that, like as the person who is trying to organize like our reading list so that it makes some yeah. a, a, just a goddamn lick of sense. Like we're covering like on this episode, we're going to do ABX number one, which is like a mainline separate from everything. Avengers versus X-Men. And then the other three things that we're going to cover barely <laughs> even tie into it. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure in the Avengers number 25, the only thing that relates is a brief flashback in the very first page yeah, well, from no, Captain America. Very, well, at the very end. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's the very end. It's it's they show up and they're like Phoenix. <laughs> like that's going to be like this was this has always been the way with uh, comic books too. Mm-hmm. I remember in the 90s this shit would happen where you I would read like the tie-ins to. Um, like Operation Zero Tolerance, and somebody, you know, there'd be like an ordinary Avengers story, and then someone would walk in and be like, hey guys, Operation Zero Tolerance is still going on. <laughs> and then they would just go on with their lives. That's it. That was, that was the story. <laughs> like, like the crossover is like a, an iPhone news alert, you know? Like that, that's it. Like, Captain oh, America shit, the just X-Men looks out. I just got a push notification from the Guardian saying the X-Men is attacking us. Does anybody else know about this? <laughs> Why is the Guardian yeah, yeah. up on this and we're not? Hank Pym. Yeah. Well, it? yeah. <laughs> well, there are Ultrons about. Let's get back to it. You know, it, it, it's just, it is, it is pretty, pretty bad. And part of, you know, we're, we're hoisting upon our own petard a little bit because part of the idea of doing this crossover was to read a bunch of different comics, a bunch of different, bunch of different creators. And this problem will get a little bit better when it's not just the intro. We're in that phase where like yeah. the inciting incident has to be seen from many angles. And I will say like, I am, I am because we'd made that decision, like as much as these things, as these other issues aren't going to directly relate uh, I'm still kind of into it. Like I was still having fun reading these random characters and being like, who the fuck is this? Why is spider woman making out with Clint Barton constantly? Well, it's, it, it's that, that scene is very funny. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. And it helps too that. Like all four issues we're talking about today are creators. I at least like, yes, you know, if not love, like, you know, the main crossover and Avengers, we're talking about, uh, Bendis, uh, you know, and John Romita jr. Who is sometimes not to my taste, but sometimes is fine. And then, uh, uncanny X-Men, this, is the karen gillen run next time which i'd never read any of that but karen gillen is good Uh, and carlos pacheco and then wolverine and the x-men which i have read before which is chris piccolo late day chris piccolo so it's hard to read but uh jason aaron who i like quite a bit so uh it's good it's good folk at the very least also, I want to um, mention before we get into the main part of this, if you're like you're at home trying to keep track of what we're covering, um, I totally redid our episode guide page. So if you go to daysoffuturecast.com, I think you just click on the episode guide link. Um, I've got it divided up into comics, movies, and TV shows. You click on that and you can go nice. to the individual episodes. Um, all of the comics coverage are broken out. They have individual episode links. So if you want to read, if you want to specifically listen to us cover like uncanny x-men number one you can get exactly to that episode um all of those exist on the the feed and everything but like that's a real easy way to go through and like find uh you know individual episodes that you may be looking for all the comics are organized by arcs as well so like everything kind of makes a sense on there uh if you find it 
yeah, if you find any any weird stuff out out there, like if you click on something that doesn't work, like just let me know. I had to edit it all in a tiny window in Markdown, which is frustrating, but it, I think it's fine. Like I tested a bunch of stuff and it seemed good, but um, definitely go check that out if you're trying to keep up with random stuff that we have covered over the years. Uh, mm-hmm. You want to get into it, Gary? Let, let's get into it uh, with Avenger A versus X round one. Uh, Bendis and Ramita, as we mentioned, um, we got a cover with just all the X Men they can think of versus all the Avengers they could think of, um, with the notable uh, Beast and Wolverine on the Avengers side. Yep. At this point, um, also Storms in the Avengers at this point, but I think she might cross sides at some point during the crossover. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, let's uh, let's get into it uh, right away. We get our little splash thing, and we're set up, and what they're trying Real to quick. show, like with I- the. I just, oh, yeah. I just want to say I hate the round one. Like, every time I read round one, I'm like, are we in a fucking Mortal Kombat <laughs> game? Like, I know that's the goal. Like, I know we are fighting, right? Ding, I know ding. this is a, a yeah. versus thing. But, like, I, every time I see it, I'm like, I just hear it in the round one, fight kind of voice. And it just it, irks it, me. It, it, yeah. It does, and this is the crossover where Delsum joins the X-Men. So it, it ends up making a kind of sense. But um the uh yeah i don't like that either it, for, it makes for, it it underlines the schoolyard part of this which is like yeah you know ooh, superheroes fighting whereas like the, in the actual story it's supposed to be more about this like grand melodrama and, and threat you know um i was gonna say they, they do the cast page and they're really trying to show how there are way 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 more avengers than x-men yes mm-hmm. uh which is true but especially our boys look outnumbered especially because we have uh just got off the you know decimation event so there's only like 200 mutants left in the world anyway um so yeah Yeah. we you know not a whole lot of people versus a whole a whole lot of people um and we're going to start out on what is very obviously an alien planet we've got some like purple grass and green sky we've got a weird alien boy speaking a weird alien language asking about his father and the sky lights up, and it's the Phoenix Force killing uh, an entire planet. Yeah, as it do. As, Phoenix as Force do be killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it kills it. We continue. It's flying through the universe, just destroying that planet, going off to the next planet. Yeah. Going to do its thing. Um, we cut over to our Avengers over at Stark Tower uh, with uh, a character named Protector, who they're calling No. So I think this is Novar. I think this is Marvel Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever read that comic? No, I have uh, not. The Grant Morrison Marvel Boy. Mm-mm. It's the introduction, you know, the the villain of uh, the Modoc TV series, the uh, Living Corporation. Oh, okay, yeah. That was introduced. That was introduced in a Grant Morrison comic with uh, Marvel Boy. Um, and I think that's who this character is now. I think this is who Marvel Boy is. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, just based on the name, and that, that's yeah, that's all I can offer. Um, they're, they're hanging out just on the rooftop, standing around, arguing about technology. The whole group is like uh, Wolverine having just a squat. <laughs> the- yeah, every- <laughs> look at the pose Hawkeye's in. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> everybody just straight um, yeah. chilling in this. Um, yeah, it's very funny when uh, Captain Marvel shows up. Um, and before she can really say anything, uh, they notice that something is coming from the sky, um, and it hits a jetliner, causing the wing to break off, and it's time to assemble some goddamn Avengers, because they have to save this plane, they have to prevent this uh, wing from crashing into buildings, they have to do classic Avengers shit. Yeah, even though it does also crash into a building itself, which gets smashed. Yeah. I mean, Real good. Look. Um, you know, they, they, they're mostly thinking about the plane at this point. Spider-Man handles those. <laughs> um, the, uh, I don't, 
So everyone's kind of split up to take care of different parts of this disaster. I don't really know what Thor does. Like he kind of spins his hammer and creates a tornado that he puts the plane into. And then he, uh, Captain Phillips it into the water or whatever. That's it. Guy, I mean, that he's just, he's just you know? basically storms it up. Like if Storm was here, she could do this. You, you don't need a big fancy hammer to do this at all. Yeah. And, and Storm, you know, kind of stress this enough, probably is here or should be here. Like, I don't really know what Storm's status is, but there's another comic we're reading later where she's in the Avengers. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel uh, stops the building, the top of the building from falling on people. I love that the building just like dropped a bunch of people <laughs> like it, like it's a can full of beans or something. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Very funny. Like, they're all fine. Nobody got actually hit. It just emptied out the building as a container. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are the little, um, uh, 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 you know, I, for some reason I picture this as rabbits from like those Mario versus rabbits games. And yeah. which I, I fucking hate those guys. So like, I was happy to see yeah. them in, in, die at all. So yeah, the, uh, well, Spider-Man saves them. Unfortunately, yeah. Spider-Man saves the rabbits, uh, which makes me sad. Um, the, uh, but good, you know, good on Spider-Man, you know, uh, Iron Man is, uh, helping with the wing, dissolving it, you know, smashing it into pieces. Uh, Thor lands the plane. And they're all uh, in disaster mode. They go to the point of impact where the thing that crashed in to see what it was. And the thing that crashed through the plane and stuff was Nova. Yep. Um, which is a big deal. Nova has been gone for a little while. Um, if you don't know what the Nova Corps are, they're basically the Marvel uh, Green Lanterns. Um, they don't have the same powers, but it's like space police. And that's yes. all you really need to know about Nova. Um, I, we mentioned the last time we recorded that there was like an Avengers 1.5 that wasn't listed anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. this is probably a good time to tell folks not to bother with that because I think it was <laughs> their first attempt at like a digital comic book. Um, so when you're reading it in a digital format now, uh, like I'm hitting the next page and Nova's moving like two frames to the right. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> it's like a flip book. It's a, it's a literal, yeah. it's a digital flip book is what it is. And it's really oh bizarre. <laughs> it's really bizarre to read in 2021. Um, and it's all about, Nova trying to race uh, from space to here so that he can warn people about the Phoenix. Like, it's just an extended monologue. It's like 60 fucking pages or something because it has all these well, tiny little, like, differences from page to page. So, don't bother. It sounds like hell. It was, I, yeah, I, <laughs> it was I'm bad. Glad, glad I'm not reading that. Mm. Uh, you know, everyone thinks Nova's dead. It's a big deal that Nova's back. I cannot remember how Nova died. Uh, he warns them. You know, he's like, it's coming. You know, uh, and Thor and Iron Man start kind of scanning to see what it could be. And Captain America's nervous. We cut over to Utopia, yep, um, where the X-Men are hanging out. And Cyclops and Hope are training. And this is home of the thin Cyclops. If you if you want a real, real gawky, thin Cyclops, John Romita Jr. is your man. This is, I like could, uh, super, like, svelte Cyclops just in general. Like that 1960s mm-hmm. kind of styling. Um, this is just great. Like he just looks tall yeah. and and lanky, and also like he could kick some ass too at the same time. Like I, yeah. this is my cyclops. He's called Slim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. there's, there's a good like nice a nice a nice weird little like bit in this group of comics is that Cyclops is drawn as tall and thin, and Wolverine is drawn as short and stout. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, and bad artists just kind of draw them with the same body. Just a, the Wolverine, the teapot. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's a, he's a Bub's little teapot. Um, yeah, uh, uh, he's a little Tim Hortons bot pot uh so cyclops is being really tough on hope yes uh training her is kind of the, the idea here like not letting her use her power is just beating the crap out of her 
Yeah, um, and also saying like, because she's like, let's lose, use our powers this time, and he's like, no, and then he sneaks attack, uh, sneaks attacks her with his powers and says stuff like, you know, well, I said you couldn't use yours. I didn't say I couldn't use mine. Um, we know now that Hope kind of copies power, so she could just zap him back, but instead she, you know, just starts beating the shit out of him. Um, and they they look like they're actually like fighting, fighting, like knocking each other in the jaw, like kneeing each other in the chest. Like this looks like it hurts. Um, and every time yeah. she goes down, Scott is there just completely yelling at her again, 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 and again. Yeah. Uh, we cut over to Magneto uh, watching this. Emma Frost walks up uh, and it's like, how's the show? And, and says, you know, your, your boy's in a mood. <laughs> Emma <laughs> Frost, take your man home. Um, you know, uh, and she's like, yeah, you know that you should take training seriously. And he's like, I do know that, but I also know this is compulsion. You mm-hmm. know, Magneto sees what's going on here. Um, and that this is laying grounds and this is Scott turning into a Magneto figure, like a zealot, Yep, you know, uh, as we, as we go on, um, you know, they're continuing to fight and hope gets really stressed out, uh, because Scott's beating the crap out of her until eventually she freaks out, uh, is saying like, what do you think is going to happen? What are you preparing me for? And blows up in a big Phoenix Raptor and knocks Scott back. Yes. Uh, Uh-oh. big deal. <laughs> Uh, not a yeah. good, not a good situation for anybody. Um, and it's important to remember. And like, I don't think the comic does a very good job of this. Um, I, she doesn't have any clue as to what the Phoenix Force is. Like, I think we found that out in maybe the um, extinction stuff, or maybe in the, zero, or maybe it was in zero, or, where she she has no yeah, like the, nobody has told her who Jean Grey is. The story, like, she's never picked up any of the books. Like, she knows hints. Yeah, yeah. This, she knows hints, but they won't tell her because that's what the X Men issue is going to be. Her wanting to find that information that we're covering next time uh, from a from a gigantic floating dildo named Unit. So look forward to that. <laughs> can't wait. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Um, we've we've become totally Unit pilled on this podcast. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> he said Unit. Uh, Cyclops gets <laughs> man's thrown name is unit. Uh, across the way uh, from by this Phoenix Force blast, and Hope is just standing there, like with smoke coming off her going like what the fuck is that like what what happened did you yeah. guys see that um and we switched yeah. back over to the avengers uh where captain america and iron man are given a presentation to the president and um basically probably the you know joint Cronies, chiefs of staff generals. security guys whatever i don't know how our government works i just know it's bad gary like that's that's all i yeah. need to know <laughs> <laughs> just old old white guys in suits mostly and the red skull uh, is military there, is what it looks like on the right <laughs> I, know it's just I, a, I think that that's a coloring mistake, but like, it yeah, it does look a little bit like <laughs> <laughs> it's his craftiest plan yet. <laughs> Become the secretary of agriculture. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're here to give a presentation uh, because since the scroll invasion, which was previous to this, they've kind of got a system set up where they're mm-hmm. monitoring interstellar situations that could have impact on the United States. Uh, or excuse me, on Earth, uh, which is a real like Avenger shit to do. Like this is this is good stuff. Um, yeah. But they they explain the situation with Nova, um, and as they're talking about this, they're having to explain the whole situation with Phoenix, uh, which of course we all know about. Um, and they're basically yeah. saying here like it's coming. Uh, we're we got to go find yeah. the X Men. Uh, and I kind of I kind of dig this. Like I don't normally really like the Avengers working with the government like this, but as a way to explain what the fuck is happening, I think this is good. Well, the 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 status quo here is that they had just recently taken over from Norman Osborn. Yeah, like after the Skrull invasion, Norman Osborn was in this position. 
and the government is overcorrected, you know, to to just be like, no, 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 Avengers good. What were the hell were you thinking? He's the Green Goblin. We shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens in a comic called Siege, which I read le- recently for fun. That's not super great, but I was curious. Um, you know, I don't like the government lackeys, but it ends up making sense. The government should know. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I think is very funny is that they're like, you know, ever since the secret invasion, we've set up all these systems to determine internet stellar threats. And on the slideshow, it's Nova crashing in to tell them they're the threat. <laughs> yeah, um, it works. <laughs> it's like our, our, yeah, our sophisticated sensors pick this up, and it's it's a dude who crashed into Earth, destroying buildings and planes to just say there's a threat. Yeah, yeah. By the way, um, uh, that insurance plan we were talking about, we're gonna need to we're gonna need to double down yeah, on some dude, of that. Does it cover Nova? Um, but basically, they're explaining like in what the Phoenix would look like to outsiders, right? Like we're we're X Men fans, so to us, the Phoenix is complicated. Like the the Phoenix, you know, took over Jean Grey, but Jean Grey is a great person. Um, she fought it. It was this huge metaphor. It's been kind of you know in and out of the X Men mythology, but we see it as a more nuanced thing. And I think the cool thing about the scene is they're like, yeah, brass tacks, like it just blows up planets. Yeah, like you know, it's coming here. Uh, we this is a huge deal. Um, the, what it does is it shows up at plants, destroys them, um, you know, finds a host and then just burns everything, you know? Uh, and it's like, yeah, like as the X-Men, you talk about the Phoenix, we get all these, you know, ideas about the Phoenix saga and the trial of Jean Grey and stuff and everybody else in the Marvel universe. It's, it's Galactus. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how they, that's how they treat it. I think that's very cool. Um, we get this splash shot of the rest of the Avengers who were, I guess, in the room somewhere. Um, and I just, I don't know why the pairing between War Machine and Vision makes me laugh so much. I don't, all of these pairings are really <laughs> like, funny to me. Like, Mocky, and the rest. Yeah, Mockingbird and that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Protector and Valkyrie hanging yes, out. hanging out. Um, yeah. But while they're saying, like, hey, we're going to go to space, uh, we're going to go try to intercept this thing before it hits... Um, earth uh they get a signal and of course you know we know that hope just flamed out with some phoenix force uh and they detect it um and then we kind of end on a lip not a cliffhanger but captain america's like can you can you tell it's where and then we immediately crash over to the gene gray school for higher learning where captain america has come to see wolverine um this feels yes. like this like sounds like an off-model wolverine to me uh i don't know Dude, it's it's a big bendis problem man like yeah. the way he uh in the avengers comic the way he writes thor like it just sounds like a dude with a fancy font <laughs> you know he, he doesn't he doesn't change the voices at all um to catch everybody up wolverine is now running the school part of the x-men um him and cyclops got into a big fight he went and started this school um and cyclops uh stayed with the uh almost like religious fanatics like these people who are mutant kind like into saving mutant kind as a species and wolverine is sticking with the original vision mm-hmm. you know it's a school um he's very off model he's he's not talking like wolverine at all um you know but basically what cap is trying to say is like it's coming to earth do we know where it's going and he's like oh yeah we know where like everybody in this community knows where um and cap is basically pressuring him like i hope you know will scott work with me and wolverine's like no you know the the phoenix <laughs> kills one chance at happiness <laughs> yeah like if this thing's coming back scott's gonna do something about it and then uh captain america's like can i can i count on the school and wolverine's like no because the the school you know i want these kids not to be soldiers and then he says can i count on you and wolverine like this gives wolverine pause 
you know, Wolverine just got into a big fight with Scott not too long ago. And uh, this is a big deal to have him fight the X-Men. Yeah. And we'll be, we'll be yeah. figuring out, we'll be covering a lot more of uh, Wolverine's kind of decision-making process because we'll see this exact same scene and like, you know, <laughs> two more episodes <laughs> of this podcast. Um, <laughs> We, we, go. we go back over to Utopia, um, where uh, Colossus, Namor, uh, Emmafrost, Magneto are all kind of watching uh, Super Svelte Slim um, and discussing, like, what their plan is. And, you know, Scott's just kind of out with it. He's like, you know, hey, this is potentially the thing that saves our species like you know this is this is this is pure power power to put the world back on track and even magneto is like hey uh scott like those are my lines (laughs) like yeah (laughs) (laughs) you sound like 60s age me um the uh and you know his point is it's not you know totally like he's he's kind of portrayed in this comic as being in the wrong but he's being he's not totally crazy here because he's like what you know what happened to us is is not normal like that wasn't natural and it's not right. You know, like we, we consider ourselves to be a species and we were decimated for, for no good reason. You know, we're an endangered species now. That's ridiculous. That's not what we were meant to be. Um, you know, and he's saying like the Phoenix keeps coming back to us. Like we keep having Phoenix stories. It keeps coming to earth. It keeps coming to the X-Men. Why is that? You know, is that, is the timing of this not a coincidence? Um, you know, they're saying like, Hey, when it shows up, it brings death and destruction. And he's like, yeah, but also rebirth. And last time we did this, we were young and foolish, you know, now we're better. Um, you know, and it's, uh, it's tricky, you know, and Emma is kind of the voice of reason here who is like, no, it's up to hope, right? Like, you know, he's saying we should train her, make her a good Phoenix. And Emma's like, you know, it's up to her. Like you have to leave this decision up to her. Um, and since this is kind of a little bit of him, like, at this point he had become you know cyclops has become a magneto professor x kind of merge you know Mm -hmm. him taking this decision out of uh hope's hand is a lesson directly out of the xavier absolutely playbook yeah yeah you know this is him being xavier and and this idea that you could you could train anything like you could train somebody's goodness right like we're just going to train her mind and her body and her spirit like okay but like she's still a person and she you're not going to be able to fundamentally yeah. change a person by kicking them in the stomach in a danger room like it's just not going to happen <laughs> yeah, over and over and yeah, over. yeah yeah and and and, and more over a kid also that you know yeah. uh yeah uh so uh as they're having this debate you know people are trying to talk him out of this the debate gets ended for them uh because the avengers show up captain america shows up on the beach yep um and cyclops comes down to talk to him uh and it's tense the rest of the x-men hang back you know, uh, Emma's like, Hey, Scott can handle it, you know, leave it back. There's, there's no need to ramp this up. And Namor is like, I know Captain America. If he's here, it's ramped up. I love that line delivery. If you he know? is, if he is here, it's already, yeah. as you say, ramped up. <laughs> like it's just really yeah. funny to me. I, I kind of against my, like I was always mixed feelings about Namor joining the Avengers, but I do like the character. Like, I think that he's a, he's a fun character. I've always been, had mixed um, feelings well, on Namor period. And I've always thought it was really mm-hmm. weird that he was a mutant at, at all. Like that's always just kind of been, like, I don't think I remember that happening in the comic books. It's just like, I picked up a book one day and he's like, I'm an X-Man. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why? Like, you're just kind of an it, asshole. Kind of, um, it was like a promotional retcon thing where people were like, oh, he's the first mutant, you know, who showed up. Like, he is an Atlantean, which has its own suite of powers, but he's also a mutant Atlantean. Um, so they kind of capitalized on that. I remember like the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm interested in, in seeing so, him in this and see if he changes my mind at all. Because I, I think nowadays, like the kind of arrogant 
um, attitude around the rest of the X-Men would work for me better than, you know, teenage Jeremy. Yeah, we need somebody to keep Cyclops in, in place here. Exactly. Right. You know, and you could we can kind of see what they're doing with the rest of the team around him here. Like we got Emma Frost, who is his love. Uh, you know, his team his team is now composed of more than half ex villains and Colossus, who is taken over by Juggernaut. Yes. You know, like he he's surrounded entirely by villains. Um, and he's surrounded by different kinds of like attitudes, like Magneto, who is the the mutant supremacist. Uh, you know, Namor, who is the the absolute arrogant, like also a supremacist, a different kind of supremacist. Emma Frost, who is like the teacher side of the X-Men, you know, and his lover, but is, you know, not without her faults. Uh, and then Colossus, what's left of Colossus is kind of the last person on the team who is still on the team from the old school. Yeah. You know, everybody else is gone. Like, um, so it, it, you got to kind of feel for for Cyclops here. Absolutely. A little bit. Like, this is not a great situation for Cyclops to be in. Like this has to be lonely as shit. Um, and, and, you know, again, not to belabor the point, but like also on the, you know, this is also after House of M and Decimation where, you know, a lot of his friends were either dead or, or were killed or completely depowered. So they're not even mutants anymore, which drives a wedge into people. Like I vaguely remember there being a story with either Havoc or Iceman where they, they were like, finally, like I could just go be human. Like this is what I've always wanted. I don't have to get yeah. caught up in all this superhero bullshit. I might be, I may be getting that superhero wrong. I don't remember exactly which one it is, but, um, you know, just to drive home that like absolute isolation that Cyclops is right now, like surrounded by not necessarily strangers, but people that he probably wouldn't necessarily want to be around, uh, feeling completely responsible for the welfare of his entire species just on the because he's kind of inherited this child. And yeah, like it's just it's a lot. And then fucking Captain America shows up with an attitude. <laughs> I'd want yeah, to punch Captain, Captain, Captain America. America is- <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's Captain America's trying to show up like a big swinging dick, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, he just immediately says, we need to take Hope into protective custody. You know, the Phoenix Force is coming to Earth, saying towards her, um, we need to do this. And Cyclops immediately clocks that he's talked to Wolverine. Yeah. You know? Um, and Emma Frost, who is, you know, got her man's back, is like, he's not leaving without her, Scott. Like, I've read his mind. Like, this is not going to, you're not going to talk him down. You know, so he's got intelligence. Um, and Scott, you know, knows this at this point. And he's just like, hey, like, this is a mutant problem. Like, we're going to handle it. Uh, and Cap's like, we're not going to handle You know, no, this is a human problem. This is a mankind problem. You're not going to handle it. Um, this, is, this is on us. Um, and they have this, like, little philosophical debate, you know, that is, that is good. I think this is really cool. Like, you know, Captain America's like, you're too close to this. You know, like you are in this, you can't see the big picture. And Cyclops is like, you are too far away from it. Like this is, you don't give a shit about us. And this is the crossover that like got a lot of credit. Like, I think that it's a crossover that has kind of mixed reviews in general, but it got a lot of credit for like, finally, you know, the X-Men finally being like, Hey, Avengers, like, why were you not fighting Sentinels? Exactly. You know, like Mm -hmm. if, if Ultron shows up and fights people in New York, you'll scramble the jets. If Sentinels come and try to kill a mutant kid, you don't care. Like what the, that's pretty fucked up, man. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and I like this conversation a lot too. Like this is just being like a kind of a tense conversation like this basic philosophy, like philosophical thing before it did like turns into violence and like, it, not to go well you know magneto had some made some valid points or whatever but like both of them yeah. are making like sense like you know scott's view yeah. of this could be the savior of his people and captain america's view of this could be the destruction of the entire world are both right like both of those possibilities exist in this space and you know 
I'm 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 kind of pro Scott at the moment just because like Captain America's being like we need to take her to protective like are you going to put her on the fucking raft like she's a girl she's a teenager yeah. like what do you, and she's like basically our family um so yeah, yeah. I, I really like the way this is kind of developing so far like this is really really good it's it's when you're going to do a versus story it only works if both sides have good points yes mm-hmm. you know like you you don't you don't do this and have uh and and you can do that wrong you can you can do something like civil war where both sides had arguably good points but in order to balance the scales they just made everybody act like a fucking moron you know like i i kind of like that comic because i like the concept and some of the action and art mm-hmm. but it, it is really silly that like you know to have iron man create a clone of thor that is a murderous robot yes like that's stupid as hell you know you have to make him really bad because his, his point makes sense so you had to make him a, a monster you know uh i love also love the scene where all the other x-men are watching and uh cyclops is like we're gonna figure out you know get the hell off my island and namor is like the gauntlet's been thrown he's forcing roger's hand and i love the shit-eating grin on uh namor's face <laughs> he's just ready to do like, some just, violence <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he's just like oh, oh hell yeah dude this is, is gonna be a world star you know <laughs> hell yeah. he's definitely the guy with the with the cell phone yelling world star in the background yeah <laughs> is there a 616 yeah. world star he's, there needs to be <laughs> he's, he's he's back at it crispy cream <laughs> um and uh, i love this little bit at the end where captain america's like you understand i wasn't asking and he's like yeah i understood that completely uh you know really really good I'm, i've been rewatching breaking bad and i'm watching better call saul and these kind of like really good like no i get it you know like you yeah. can't intimidate me like we're doing this moments are like some of my favorite things that happen uh in these kind of dramatic standoffs um and it's like blast him he does scraz scrackum scraz coom everybody like we we see this like frame of emma going like god damn it like i did not want it to come yeah. to this and then <laughs> yeah. um we we get some more x-men in the background show up uh which looks like danger hey guys what did i miss <laughs> it was what's yeah. going on guys <laughs> i can't remember uh this isn't thunderbird right this is the this is thunderbird's brother at this point uh warpath warpath thank you i can never yeah. remember that dude's name warpath domino uh maybe sunfire fire guy um, we don't then, know uh, <laughs> sunspot yeah, a, a figure who's in sun, maybe yeah maybe sunspot and then a figure who's in shadow we don't know yeah. and uh captain america goes well avengers assemble and we see the jet uh with all the avengers waiting yeah uh to show up here and like a lot of them gary like like going through the yeah. list dr strange thing uh spider woman ant-man wolverine uh hawkeye red hulk uh, luke cage uh mockingbird iron fist iron man um i almost said scarlet witch black widow, black widow. Uh, uh spider-man black panther and daredevil like all of them yep. motherfuckers on this on the on the same boat <laughs> well and they've got a bunch of a bunch of them have uh pugil sticks from american gladiators yeah i don't know what these are i'm assuming that they're like mutant depowers or something sure yeah you know it's a, it's a weird little little detail also spider-man's being real sloppy with his webs i don't know if you noticed that but yeah. he's just kind of getting his shit everywhere <laughs> disgusting <Why not? laughs> they're gonna make jarvis clean that shit um, up later don't worry about it yeah and th- th- this isn't uh where they're bio webs either so it's okay yeah you know it's it's not repulsive where it's like oh my god get your goo off the fucking uh off the fucking thing yeah get your droppings um, please don't put your droppings on my on my raft <laughs> don't husk us um so uh cyclops says like you know emma protect hope at all costs emma says that's her decision and he says not anymore uh going full professor x and hope is looking at this and we we think the x-men are fucked but we see the phoenix in her eyes yep uh, which is probably what's going to even the the scales when we get back to this fight yep 
and that is the end. And that's the uh, that's the issue of Avengers versus X Men One. Uh, I think this is a really good way to kick off the story, and I think that if I was just mainlining the the main series, I, I would have already been done with it by now. Like that, this is really really fucking good, and I'm extremely like mm-hmm. I'm just all into what is happening right now. Yeah, I would I would like to I I want to see what happens. Yeah. Absolutely. But if if we did that, we would never learn about Unit. We would never know about Unit. I can't. <laughs> the uncanny X Men. I cannot count into. <laughs> A world without unit. So uh, stay tuned for unit, unit news. We're, we're going to have to pivot to a unit podcast where like <laughs> it's mostly about every appearance of unit and then every episode of the unit animated series. The unit cast. Um, yeah, the <laughs> unit cast. Um, yeah, this is this is cool. I'm excited. Yes. Uh, doing it in this crossover mode and having to wait for the, the payoff is very similar to what it would be like if uh, we were getting the comics. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, we got to read all this other stuff. It's going to be a slow burn. And uh, as much as that might not be my preferred way to experience these things, it is interesting because that's how they were experienced when they first came out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, if, uh, if you like this podcast, you should go to patreon.com slash duckfeed TV, kick in some dollars every month. Um, and in return, you get a just absolute crap load of additional content. You get episodes early, you get access to the Slack channel, just a ton of, a ton of good stuff there. You can even boss Gary and Cole around and make them cover bad video games. If you want to, you can, Mm -hmm. uh, for money, for cash, uh, for sale, filthy lucre. Hit us up. It is the most um, ethical you know, way so, to exchange your currency for suffering. <laughs> it's just the easiest and most it, ethical way to do so. It, it's, it's probably true, other than like certain sex workers and stuff. Um, the uh, you can also leave us ratings, reviews on Apple Podcast or Podcast Addict, and uh, most importantly, tell your friends. Yes, uh, you got X Men friends. Make them uh, Days of Future friends. Um, you know, we'd love to have them. We'd love to have them. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of days with yeah. Uncanny X Men number ten. The unit cast. Yeah.